Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited for today's brand new episode because we're welcoming back Courtney Wolf from Envision Events. And today we're talking all about the radical responsibility as an artist, making people feel. We discuss how, as artists, we create our own art and use our vision, experiences, and perspectives, and how that translates directly to our clients. A little bit about Courtney. She is Envision Events Principal Planner, a co-founder of Educate, Empower, and Encourage, and a business and life coach wrapped up in a wedding planner's body. She has a degree in marketing, an MBA, and consider her your personal cheerleader and someone who will transform you to the part of the get it done crew. I'm so excited that she's back. She's a wonderful friend of mine and I'm so glad that you guys are gonna get to listen to her speak about this. It's a wonderful topic and I can't wait for you to enjoy today's episode. So let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Courtney, can you say hi to everybody? Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming back on. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Yeah, I'm so pumped for this episode. We're going to be talking about, you know, responsibilities as artists and how we make our clients feel, which I thought was such an interesting topic and definitely one that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast. So excited to pick your brain about that. But before we get started, and those who don't have listened to your previous episode with Julie from Envision Events, Courtney, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell everybody a little bit about you, uh, your company and how you got started. Sure. Well, um, I'm Courtney Wolf. I am one half of Envision Events. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, and we are a design and plan firm who is most well known for producing tented either destination events or tented private residence events with a refined and tailored aesthetic throughout the Southeast and nationwide. Um, Julie Bunkley started Envision in 2006, and I joined her in 2012. So this year marks a decade together, which is really fun and really exciting. Um, Much like Wendy Kay, whose uh, recent episode I just listened to, and it was fantastic. I too am a statistic in that I started wedding planning after I planned my own wedding. 
So do as I say, not as I do. Um, <laughs> but I have been with Julie ever since. In 2020, we uh, founded and started an online educational community for high achieving creatives. And it has since grown to about 400 members nationwide. We do have a couple folks in Canada, the Caribbean, and even the UK. And we do run that operation with, with Wendy Kay. We joke that she's our third wheel. <laughs> and yeah, just kind of have been um, plugging and chugging with that the last couple of years and really have watched that grow. And um, I've dabbled even into the personal coaching realm myself as well. And, and just having a lot of fun and making a lot of impact. Yeah, for sure. Well, everybody who is new here or not new, um, I'm a member of E3 and that's how we met. We've actually met at Hybrid Co. in 2020 before uh, COVID actually was like announced. It was pre-COVID. I know. <laughs> and, we were uh, all, I remember sitting in some of those sessions and it's like we were hearing things on the news and getting alerts on our phone and we're like, what's going on? Like, what is this real? Like what's really going to happen? And we're just all in our own little world at hybrid co. <laughs> yeah. And I remember talking to Julie Paisley and I was like, do you think this is like a big deal? Like people are, she said people were canceling and they didn't want to fly. And then, you know, literally like a week later, the whole world shut down. So I'm glad we got to meet then. And we've thus become really good friends. We've gone on vacation together and talk all the time. So I'm so pumped. I know. Yeah, I'm so pumped that that brought us together. But also E3, and I've said it numerous times, is really like life changing, especially for people wanting to level up and go in the next um, tier of their business and, and work in that luxury space. And it's a a great place to understand that mindset and that market because it's not being taught anywhere else. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it really is a game changer. And I know Wendy and I talked about it too, but I was like, anyone listening, like definitely consider, you know, joining and like figure mm -hmm. it out. But it's uh, the community is really nice and it's a safe space. And yeah, everyone is just, it's great. It's been awesome. I love hearing that. I have similar, similar feelings. <laughs> <laughs> So let's jump in. Let's talk about, you know, maybe you can just start by explaining, you know, this sort of radical responsibility of how we make people feel as artists. You know, what, yeah, does, yeah, so like, what does that mean? It's something that had recently kind of come to me in that as artists, I know that the vast majority of the folks listening today are photographers, although I'm a planner and I do, I do pop in for episodes, listening to episodes with you here and there. So I know there's, there's a variety of creatives who are listening. And here's the thing, as artists, we create art um, and we create that art with a certain perspective and no pun intended, with a certain lens, mm -hmm. um, meaning our lens on the world, how we see, feel, and interact with the things around us, what our thoughts are, what our opinions are, what our just, yeah, what our perspective is. And it's through that perspective and essentially an interpretation on the world around us that we create and that we share. And through that, we do our art impacts people. Um, and what I am finding is that a lot of us in this industry, for some reason, 
have never thought of ourselves or our work or our duty, and as, I, as we're calling it today, our radical responsibility, we haven't thought about it or considered it in that way. You know, um, wedding photographers may think, oh, you know, I need to show up. I need to be on time. I need to, you know, stick to the timeline. I need to um, get those family portraits and I need to shoot the reception. And yes, those are all duties and responsibilities that that are, you know, naturally in that role more from an um, literal or uh, execution standpoint. But from an actual creative impact, like beauty, how you see the world, we do. We have this responsibility to share our vision unabashedly with no apologies, with no regret. We don't even need permission from anyone else to do this. Although if this episode gives you permission, you know, that's wonderful. But we just need to share that voice, whatever that voice is, and we need to put it out in the world because it makes people feel things. Mm -hmm. It makes our clients feel, it makes the people that they touch feel, it makes, you know, anyone listening today, you could think of something. I think Matthew Wingard has touched on this before on an episode with you Yeah, where he asks, he actually asks in his inquiry form when he's trying to like vet a potential client, what's something, what's a piece of art that's touched you before, or that's made you feel something. Mm-hmm. And it's that radical responsibility in each of us as an artist to not be watered down versions of ourselves to not play it safe, to not fit into some sugar cookie, vanilla sprinkle mold. Mm -hmm. And to just, just to let ourselves be. Yeah, no, I think, you know, it definitely strikes a nerve with, I think myself and people listening because, you know, you want to do a good job for your client and they expect, you know, a certain style of photography when they hire you. And sometimes you, have to give yourself that room to play a bit. You know, I have like a literally a clause in my contract about like my artistic style is ever changing. And mm-hmm. if we try something new and you don't like it, like you can't get mad at me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I think it's like sort of saying, you know what, today I'm going to do a slow shutter. We're going to, I'm going to break things down differently. I want to play with more movement. And, and are you cool with that? And most of the time my clients are like game, but I think, not being afraid to try new things and and do what's in your heart is really is really important as an artist and also helps your clients feel i think more connected to you you know because they're part of it well and that's the thing when you are just doing you and being you and it's going to light you up when you're doing things that bring you joy maybe that challenge you and stretch you creatively which is you know, an exciting place to be, although it can somewhat be nerve wracking as well. (laughs) Um, When you're doing those things as an artist, you're actually providing a more fulfilling experience to the client Mm -hmm. um, and and a more just well-rounded experience to the client. Mm -hmm. But I do, I see too many people out there, Janae, who just want to be this vanilla sugar cookie. Mm-hmm. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with anyone who identifies as being a vanilla sugar cookie. But as an industry, there's only so many of those that we need. You know, if you go to a bakery, 
you know, you may have a favorite bakery close to your house. And if you went in there to get like a pastry or a sweet treat, like they're going to have some vanilla sugar cookies in the, in the display, in the counter, right? But they're only going to have so many because they're also going to have the oatmeal raisin. They're going to have the gingerbread. They're going to have the snickerdoodle. They're going to have that chocolate chip. They're going to have the M&M chocolate chip. They're going to have the, you know, gluten-free, the vegan, <laughs> the vegan option. Yeah. There's going to be all these different types of cookies in the bakery because yeah, not everybody needs the sugar cookie. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing in what we do. Everybody needs a little bit different of a flavor. And some of us are spicy and saucy and some of us are a little bit sour and some of us are real sweet. Some of us are, some of us are salty, savory. You know, we all have our own flavor, but until we fully show up in that flavor and give our clients and our potential clients and our creative partners a little bit of a taste of us, they can't even fully be drawn to us or magnetized to us or interested in us. Because if we're doing the same thing as everybody else, if we're saying the same thing as everybody else, if we're following the same patterns, wearing the, wearing the same clothes, going to the same places, I don't know, whatever it is, if we all look the same, that the client doesn't actually even know that we are any different, right. right? Yeah. And then it becomes harder for them to like make the difference between people because everybody looks the same and then they go to price. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, they can't say like, oh, well, this is like a real artist. or I really can gravitate towards this person or I connected with, you know, Courtney, you know, they could just mm -hmm. be like, well, they're they like settle. Yeah, they settle because it's mm -hmm. like, eh, okay, I'm going to book this person, but I'm not really feeling it. But, you know, everybody's kind of like this person anyways. So I might as well go with this person. And like, who wants to be settling when you're in A, your wedding, right? <laughs> but B, in a creative space that's based on beauty and joy and all of these just wonderful, it's a milestone in our lives, right? We, we serve, we meet these clients in a milestone moment. Um, Alex Carter mentioned that from the stage last week at Engage, that other than OBGYNs, our industry is like the most happy, joyful, biggest day in someone's life industry. And it's true. Yeah. Um, and with that comes its own, you know, its own responsibilities. But yeah, I just, I really want to see more people showing up in their, in their flavor, whatever that is, just showing it to us, showing it to their clients and just resting in that. And, you know, you look at some of the archetypes of our industry, you look at the Jose's, the Corbin's, the um, Aaron DeLessis, the KT Mary's, the who, whoever it is, right? We all have our, we all have our inspiration that we put on a pedestal in this industry, but we look at them, um, the Clark Brewers, we look at them and you know, one of the commonalities I see between all of them, Janae, is that they are literally just completely being themselves. Yeah. They just put it all out there. Yeah. And it is what it is. But what's so beautiful is that so few of us are operating in that zone. So few of us are uh, taking that radical responsibility to heart. And so when someone does it, it stands out. You do not get lost in the shuffle. 
you, you truly, you'd stand out and all you're doing is just being yourself. So it's not even like hard. It's just like, just be you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess my question would be, you know, for people listening, it's like, how would you suggest that someone starts to, to go down this rabbit hole and like figure out what's missing in their service or like in their art to, to sure. thus, you know, bring it forward. I would love to, to know about that. Oh, I think ultimately the first step in it is kind of a gut check. Like you kind of know if you're operating in integrity with yourself, like, you know, if you're putting on not necessarily airs or a show, but you know, if you're doing something, not because it brings you joy, not because you're interested or excited by it, or even just curious. Like I love, man, I'd love to have a whole nother conversation about curiosity in our roles as artists, but you know, if you're not doing something from that place of joy and you're more operating from this place of I'm supposed to do this, mm-hmm. I've been told to do this. Right. It's what I see other people doing. Um, and, you know, it's not, there should be no shame in any of this. Um, we're for the most part, we're pretty much all doing it. So we're, we're all in this together, but it's that. And for many of us, we don't maybe know another way. We don't, maybe we don't know another way. This is all that we've been taught. This is all that we've seen. You know, a lot of our industry is we um, it's on the job training. It's trial by trial by error in, in some instances. And so maybe it's just all you've ever known is to follow what, you see someone else doing, even though you don't really identify with it, or even though it doesn't really, you know, get your, get your wheels turning. Um, So I think first and foremost is just having that gut check with yourself on what is driving your decisions um, in your business and, and in your, um, your art, what, whatever that discipline may be, what is your driving motivator and, where, you know, where's that compass pointing to? Um, I want it to point to your own true north, which once you, once you've been able to have that gut check with yourself, I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Nope. I, I hear her. I've been doing things just out of habit or just out of that's how Susie Q does it, or just out of that's what somebody told me on a phone call, you know? Right. Um, so once you've had that gut check, I think then diving even a little bit deeper and pulling back another layer of your own onion and saying, okay, well then what really does excite me? What really does drive me? What fires me up? And what fires like Janae up is going to be completely different than what fires Courtney up. Mm -hmm. And what fires you and me up is also going to be completely different than someone else. Um, And then once we identify, okay, yeah, I really get going when I'm able to do this or when, um, I, you know, I'm inspired, I'm inspired by this, these things really interest me. Then as you identify those things, you can kind of let them bubble up to the surface and you can start incorporating them into your process, right? into your messaging, into, um, your marketing collateral, your site, your social media, your newsletter, your blog, whatever it might be. Um, And you kind of just let it bubble up and simmer over. Um, I'd be curious, Janae, what fires you up? Yeah, that's a good one. 
Well, I think for me, it's a, this is such a great topic because when I first started out, I really did every kind of photography. You know, I was like, I'm, I want to be a wedding photographer, but let me make sure, you know? (laughs) So I like, I did everything and I realized very early on that I didn't like um, event photography and I didn't like, you know, party photography and stuff like this. Like I really, my sweet spot was with couples and what fires me up is actually working with incredible couples and documenting this really big milestone in their life and being a part of the crew, like being an insider. And I really can sort of pull out emotions and capture moments and just be like a a fly on the wall kind of thing. Like I love when they get their images back and they're like, we didn't even know that was happening. Like you really caught everything. For me, that fires me up because as a, you know, as an artist, like I want my work to satisfy my soul. <laughs> like yes. I want, yeah. First and foremost. Yes. And then I knew kind of, so when I started or got back into photography, I was digital. And then three to two years in, I realized I wasn't happy with my work because it wasn't, it wasn't feeding me. Right. Like my mm-hmm. heart, my heart was empty. And I realized Mm. quickly i need i had to go back to film i had learned in film and to this day like i when i switched over and i was getting my images back from the lab i was like this is what i was missing and it's just the medium that speaks to my heart you know and i you know it's like i've been in this but i've been doing this since uh 2010 full-time since 2013 so you know it's just even though film has like tripled and the price is still crazy, right? Like I don't care because I still need that, um, that art form, like that medium in my life. Like I can't give it up, and and I won't. You know that. I love hearing that because yeah. literally, Janae, there are so many people shooting film right now who actually don't have an interest in it. Yeah. Um, maybe it's. Listen, it's not for everybody. Just like digital isn't for everybody. Um, No medium is better or worse than the other. They have their own unique aspects, right? Right. Um, But there are literally people out there. I know there's people listening today who are shooting film, have no interest in it, but feel the pressure that that's what they need to do in order to X, Y, Z, in order to fill in the blank. Yeah. And instead, they're actually really honestly self-sabotaging themselves because they're pushing themselves into a box that they don't even identify with. Right. So I love hearing that that speaks to your soul because that's important. But like if someone listening, if it doesn't speak to their soul, by all means, go shoot whatever medium does. Right. Exactly. If it's digital or if it's, you know, if there's some cinematographers on here and you are just really fired up and inspired by the Super 8 medium, absolutely incorporate that. If you, you know, give a rat's hiney about Super 8, then don't touch it. Like, do you do you? <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, in the beginning, people used to ask me, like, do I do photo and video? And I would bluntly reply, no, I can only be great at one thing, and that's photography. But I have mm-hmm. wonderful uh, cinematographers that you can uh, reach out to and that I highly recommend. You know, you have to pick your lane yes. and focus in there. I can't, 
you know, I think I did a lot in the beginning because I was trying stuff out, but then I really niched down because that was where I was like, when I get this job, I'm very excited about it. You know, I can't wait. Like I can't wait. And I still, I'm continually and constantly doing this. Like, you know, now I'm like, okay, I'm just doing private events at, you know, estates and tented. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I removed New York City from my site because I don't want to be in New York City anymore. Like I'm always That's powerful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, don't be afraid if you're someone who has been in the business like myself for a while or Courtney to change what you're what you're doing, you know, and to and to feel like being, you know, responsible making your clients feel a certain way also starts with how you feel as, as an artist, you know, you have to project, you know, we believe a lot in the law of uh, attraction. Like if you're happy, your clients are happy. So it's reciprocal. Like if you are doing stuff, you know, look, there are pocket filler events out there. Like don't, we're not going to kid ourselves here. Money is money, but the majority of your, your work should, should fill your heart you know, should, should make you happy. And I feel like that is the responsibility as business owners that we need to, to, to really, like you said, have our gut check and then peel back those layers to, to go back and go in for deeper. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Um, Personally speaking, I love hospitality. I love a wonderful food and beverage experience, or I love, um, now it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it has to be fancy, but I just love like being at a restaurant, whether it's a hole in the wall or whether it's white tablecloth or anything. And just there's genuine hospi- hospi- hospitality, goodness, <laughs> um, from every interaction point, every touch point, you know, maybe from the, f- the person who took your reservation over the phone to the person who greeted you and sat you to your server, to the maybe sat at the bar. Greg and I love sitting at a bar. Even on date nights, we'd love to sit at a bar and people watch and have conversations with the bartenders. Like it is so much fun for us to go out and rather than get a table, sit at a bar. I love that. Uh, I do. I love a genuine just experience where folks are so ingrained in their thing And they're not um, condescending about it. It's just they're so passionate about it. And then they share a little bit of that with me. Or maybe I'll ask them a question or two because I'm intrigued and curious and like, oh, tell me a little bit about that. Um, I love experiences like that. And I love being in a role as a wedding planner where I get the opportunity to curate a team that can also deliver an experience like that to my client. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess a question would be, you know, how do you like once you've sort of figured out, you know, what your new kind of, you know, maybe role or responsibility is or like what you want to project onto the world, like how do you start telling that story to your customers? I know, or like your clients. Like I know you kind of said, you know, changing up your marketing and Mm -hmm. your social, like, you know, what does that look like? You just kind of start doing it. Um, I, you know, don't overthink it. Um, I am present on social. Um, Envision Events has its own account. And we we have um, a social media manager who does a wonderful, fantastic job with that. Um, but on like my personal account, I literally put out 
a comment, a caption, a story with, with text on it, whatever it might be, the same way I would speak it if I was in conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. I I don't try to like, again, I don't try to like necessarily fit in any sort of box like, oh, am I using the correct prose and the correct grammar? And I mean, by all means, like, yes. And like, I'm going to make sure I'm spelling things correctly. <laughs> but in general, what I put out that's either for the community or for, um, for my personal coaching, or if I am sharing wedding content of sorts um, from my own personal account, I say it and spew it just the exact way I would in real life, mm-hmm. just how, how I would talk. And it seems, um, it seems like a very simple thing and it is, but again, so few people are doing it. Um, and sometimes I don't know what, what draws that. I don't know if it's pressure to conform. I don't know if it's a thought that we think we aren't good enough maybe. And so we can't just, we can't, I couldn't just be myself. I couldn't just talk on my, you know, put text on my social accounts or put text on my site the same way I might talk, but truly that's what we all need to be doing. And again, so few people are doing it that when someone does, it really stands out. It really catches people's eye because you're being real. You're being a human first. People are drawn to that. People mm-hmm. are magnetized by that. They they want that. And so we have to give the people what they want. And that's just being ourselves and sharing how we would if we were face-to-face with someone. Yeah. I think it's also like what's popping up in my brain is like when I visit other photographer sites or even my own coaching, you know, clients that I help, you know, sometimes it's just such a copy and paste sort of like about or their captions. That, it's so boilerplate. Yeah. 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 Feeling empty. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you don't even read it because it's like, well, yes, it's saying, oh yeah, pretty shoes, you know, but I mm-hmm. gravitate towards captions and content. That's more like, they're sharing an experience, you know, they're talking about the day or they're talking about themselves in such a way that it's so personal that yes. it's just like, oh, I have to comment. I, I have to say this was amazing or thank you for sharing or I re- this really touched me. And I think, you know, even as an observer, they made me feel a certain way and and I appreciate that. And I love that. So yeah, I, I definitely, I, that's how I feel. And Janae, that's literally the radical responsibility that we all have. Mm-hmm. We don't want anyone to ever come to our, into our little worlds. You know, we all have our spheres of influence. We don't ever want anyone to come into our world and feel empty. Right. And that's on, you know, that is on us. Our, we should be making people feel something. They may not like us, now that that could happen, right? The way that we share the things that are important to us, someone else may not identify with that and just may say, oh, yikes, right? right? Yeah. And that's totally okay. Because in the front and the words of my friend, Matthew Wingard, if you aren't pissing somebody off, you're not getting anybody else excited. <laughs> and I remind myself of that so often because it's true. It, it really, it's grounded in such factual, you know, accuracy that if we're going to find our people, if we're going to excite 
a certain segment, a certain client, a certain creative partner to feel those extreme exciting adrenaline rush of feelings, you know, if you're excited by a brand or an experience or you, I I get those feelings all the time. Those brands are doing a wonderful job when I feel such like it's kind of euphoric in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also have experiences with other brands and people, places and things that are just like, eh, not for me, but that's okay. It's for somebody else. Yeah. It's for somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's like a great quote from a Casey Musgrave song. It says, you can't be everybody's cup of tea. And why would you want to be? Mm-hmm. I always re- remind myself of that one. Not only because I <laughs> love so tea. fitting for you today. Yeah, very fitting. <laughs> but the whole song is just about, you know, not everybody is going to be your somebody or not everybody's for you and you're not for everybody. And you have to be like, that's okay. That's you know, the way it's supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, somebody doesn't like me. Yay. I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and I think you have to be okay with, with that feeling. You know, we have like, maybe it's ingrained from like grade school or high school where you need to be friends with everyone. And then you sure. become, you become an adult and you're like, you know what? I really don't. I have three good friends and that's it. And right? I feel like that's kind of, what you have to be as a business owner. You're like, you know, when someone says no to me, um, like, oh, you're too expensive or like, oh yeah, so out of budget. It's like, okay. And I used to take that and get upset, but now it's like, you know what? That no is the opportunity for the correct yes. Yes. And isn't that so like, I feel so emboldened and emblazoned and empowered when I get to have those moments. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that's that's mindset work. That's you know we talk a lot about that on the podcast, and we've had a lot of episodes about this. And we just had this great episode about the art of receiving. Like mm. a lot of this is all about your mindset. You know what I mean? And being okay in the uncomfortable growth of finding out what you makes you happy as an artist, and you know turning away work that maybe at one point would have been a fit, but now you're like, no, I'm not taking it because it doesn't feed my soul. Like there's a lot of layers in this whole conversation that people will experience. And a lot of them are going to be uncomfortable, but at Mm -hmm. the other side of that, because it becomes really amazing. You know, like you're like, oh my gosh, I'm working with my dream clients all the time. And it took a lot of hard work, but I'm here now. And that- that's great. Everything we could ever want and dream of is just at the tip of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And if we're, are we willing to push and push through that concrete wall, that whatever it is, that brick wall, if we are willing to push through that, just on the other side of our comfort zone is all of the things we dream about. Yeah. It's all there. It's just waiting for us. It's yeah. already got our name on it. It's, it's there. <laughs> yeah. It's such a concept, right? Because I'm sure people listening are like, what? Like it gets possible. And they answer, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Any of y'all listening today in all the places and spaces that you are, I usually listen to you, Janae, when I'm on my morning walk. Oh, I love that. Um, and yeah, wherever you're listening today, lit- literally all the things that you want, they are yours. They can be yours and they already have your name on them. It's just will you take the time? Will you take that risk on yourself to push through that uncomfortable, to go through, to break out of that comfort zone? Mm 
Because if you will, mm, you will be so richly rewarded. Like there is just such this beautiful life on the other side of our comfort zones. Yeah. And now that I've had a taste of that in my own life and career, it's like now I just try to live in the uncomfortable. Like I get freaked out with myself when I'm getting too comfortable because I'm like, oh, Courtney, uh oh, you're getting too comfortable right now. Things are a little too easy. Yeah. You need to kind of shift around. You need to take a risk. You need to do something that you're that scares you. I know you feel that way too, Janae. You sometimes get into, you've had those, oh, everything is just so easy right now. And I'm like, girl, you better take a risk. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like, well, I think it's also nice to like just be in that moment for a little bit. You're like, okay. It is. Yeah, this is good. But then you can't stay there very long. And you and, do and have I, to anchor it. Absolutely. Yeah, you have yeah. to anchor and enjoy and celebrate that moment. Yeah. It's that fine, it is a balancing act. It's that fine balancing act of being in that moment, but not getting too stuck there um, and still being forward thinking with forward momentum. But a lot of us are also too stuck in the forward momentum that we don't acknowledge and honor where we are in the meantime. And when we don't, honor where we are in the meantime, we don't get more of it anyways, you know? Yeah. It's such a fine, fine needle to thread. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, you can sit there for a little bit, but then you have to be like, okay, well, what else am I going to do? You know, and Mm -hmm. this really fine line. Well, this has been so fun and I love having you on the show. Um, I think we had such a great conversation hopefully um, gave people some inspiration and sparks and you know, we always like to give tangible tips at the end of each show. And I think we kind of maybe just give a recap of like what people could do immediately sure. listening to like start them, get themselves on this journey. Um, I would like to challenge everyone listening to schedule a date with yourself. Um, it, it can be uh, you curled up on the couch with a journal and a glass of wine. It can be you walking your dog out in the neighborhood. It could be you tending to a garden that you might have in your backyard. Um, It could be you going to the salon and having nails or hair done. I don't know. Or going to the gym, whatever you would consider a date with yourself. I want you to take and put it on your calendar, schedule some specific time. And during that time, I want you to do a gut check with yourself. We talked a little bit about that today of just checking that gut of where, what is driving your decisions. And it doesn't even have to be business. This can also just be in personal life. Like what is driving personal and business decisions? What are driving um, your motivations as an artist? Where are they coming from? Is it you truly listening and being cognizant of what you want and what more importantly, what you need, or is it you conforming and performing for what you think others need or what someone has told you? And I want you to yeah do that gut check and have that kind of conversation and realization with yourself. And if you are operating from a zone of, mm, I'm kind of just doing things because it's what I see other people doing, then I want you to explore what would you do instead? Um, and that that can look like asking yourself, what fires me up? What gets me inspired? What do I enjoy? Um, and then you can look at ways that you can let that, again, bubble up to the surface and just kind of simmer like a simmering pot. It bubbles up and you let it just 
overflow. Let it flow into all of those different ways that you show up in your business and your brand from your site, your social, uh, obviously just client interactions, interactions with other creatives, like let it overflow into all, all the things. Um, and then if you're already operating from a zone of I do what I want and I, I, you know, march to the beat of my own drum and I feel good about it, then maybe just take some time to, um, rest in gratitude and also just to see like, where are where's an area that maybe you are getting too comfortable mm-hmm. and where's maybe an area that you could push yourself a little bit you could take a chance you could take a risk you could try something new um, because that is a radical responsibility we have as creatives mm-hmm. um, we bring a lot of beauty to the world or even the beauty that already exists we are the ones who are interpreting it. We are the ones that are giving it a stage. We're giving it perspective and we're giving it um, its moment. And nobody else, if we're not doing that, nobody else is doing it. You know, that's that's our role in this world as artists. That's our responsibility. Yeah, I love that. These are great. You guys have a lot of homework to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your services, and say hello online and keep in touch with you. Absolutely. So you can find me in two places online, Envision with an I, dot events. That's literally just envision.events. There's no dot com or anything like that. Um, I'm also at educate, empower, encourage.com. And anyone who might feel a spark of interest to learn more about our community. Um, They can hop over there and read about it. And then I'm also on Instagram as Courtney underscore Envision. And again, Envision is with an I. So come say hello over there. I'd love to connect. Yeah, definitely. And you guys can swipe on up right now, click on the show notes and let Courtney know you listened to today's episode. Courtney, thank you so much for being here again. And I hope to have you back on the show again soon. This has been fantastic, Janae. Thank you so much. that's it you guys i hope you liked today's episode i want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to courtney for being our wonderful guest today i'm so glad to have you back on the show if you guys want to find out more about courtney or e3 or working with her as a coach just swipe on up click the show notes and let her know you listened to today's episode all right you guys i can't wait to share our next cup of tea together bye